Hello, I'm Greg Schaefer, and I'm the principal of VCSO Services. We are a consulting firm located in Franklin, Tennessee. We provide uh, virtual CISO services for small and mid-sized businesses, and I am an attendee here at InfoSex 2018. I have been an attendee here for several years in the past. I've been on the planning committee for the ISSA um, a couple of years, and it's been a few years since I've done that. So, Well, hey, we are at the very beginning of InfoSec Nashville 2018. This is such a fun event. You being the first guest in the hot seat today, I'm so glad we can kick things off not only with someone who's really active in the industry like yourself, but also someone who's been contributing to the local community for years. Mm -hmm. I know you just said you've been on the planning team mm -hmm. for several times in the past. And this is just moments before the first keynote. So it likely will get a little bit quieter out here, possibly. If it doesn't, that's okay, too, because it's a really active exhibit hall. They're back in the original Music City Center right. uh, area, as it has been done in the, in the past. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to sit down with you here. And the goal, just to kind of get an inside look into what you're seeing as an active practitioner in InfoSec, kind of walk me through some of the big things that you've been seeing that are happening right now. So it's been interesting to see how information security has evolved over the years. I've been involved in IT and information security for almost 30 years now. Um, got into information security as an extension of IT. Uh, was more or less on the networking side. And a lot of times in organizations, that's the firewall is the first big security initiative. And so that was the case about 18 years ago. And slowly, um, my career changed to where it was more about not getting people to connect to talk to each other, but getting people not to connect to talk to each other, to block folks. So um, you've seen information security move up through the technology arena, uh, but more so in the last few years, it has matured to become truly a business enabler. You see a lot of organizations that have taken the CISO, the Chief Information Security Officer role, out from underneath the Chief Information Officer role, and more reporting directly to the board of directors or audit committee or the CEO or sometimes a little bit further down with the chief risk officer or chief financial officer. And now I'm curious, what makes you see that? What, like, why, is that why is that happening? Why is that happening? Because there's the more pervasive um, perception that, uh, again, correct perception that information security is not an IT issue, it's a business issue. And, and so us in the industry have been uh, evangelizing that for years and years, but it's taken businesses uh, some time to come around to that, and uh, and they're embracing it, and that's wonderful because when managed properly, information security becomes a, a great business enabler. I like that. You said security isn't an IT issue, it's a business issue. Mm -hmm. That's a great theme I think we should dig into more. Well, I'll give you a good example of that. Um, one of my clients uh, in New York City, they, although they don't directly deal with um, storing European Union citizens' information, um, they, some of their customers do using their products. So uh, you may be familiar with the regulation uh, referred to as GDPR. It's the General Data Protection Regulation, European Union. It's a huge... Uh, step forward as far as privacy regulations, and you may be wondering, well, if it's European Union, how does it affect us? Well, even outside the European Union, any company that that um, 
process is uh, or has or potential to process European Union citizens' information, private information, could potentially fall underneath this regulation. So getting back to the point, this company, my client, they saw this as they had several of their customers asking, are you going to make a GDPR compliance statement? And they decided that from a business enabling perspective, that they wanted to be able to tell their customers and potential customers that we're going to do this. So I worked with them back in the spring to make sure that we dotted the I's, crossed the T's. And if you have a good information security program in place, as is, there's not a lot you need to do. There are certainly some elements that you need to add and, and address. But in the end, what they've seen is increase in revenue. So that's because they're bringing on more clients because now information security has become a business differentiator and a competitive advantage. Um, and that's one of the aspects about what I do that I just absolutely love because if we didn't have the virtual CISO space out there, they would be able to have someone on staff to provide them with that expertise to get to that point of becoming, having that competitive advantage in the market. When you talk about <clears throat> that competitive advantage, when you talk about being a differentiator, so you're saying security, of course, it's not an IT issue, it's a business issue. Now you're seeing that they're reporting to the C-suite. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have from someone who's really embedded in that space? What advice do you have to try to get the C-suite on board? Because I'm you know, this is still an ongoing conversation. Mm -hmm. There's still going to be kickback and maybe doubt or maybe challenges to get them on the same page. Right. Are there one, two, maybe three tips you can suggest for someone to, from the security perspective, from the CISO perspective, how do you get this, the whole C-suite really bought into what's happening and why they need to put the resources in, in access for, so you can deploy and, and, and uh Get everyone on the same page. That's what I'm trying to get to. Right. Well, the most important aspect of that is to is to approach the C-suite not from the language of information technology security. Uh, as one of my former um, supervisors once said, that they're not interested in that giga stuff. They they don't want to hear technology terms. They want to hear. Um, they want, they want to hear your presentation, your proposals, your evangelizing in terms of the business. So it, it becomes incumbent upon the CISO to understand intimately the business, um, not just from what widgets are made and so on and so forth, but strategic plans and goals and so forth. So that's layered, of course, on top of the baseline of what a CISO needs to understand. That's the regulations and so forth. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is, without a doubt, to approach information security from the risk management perspective. Because if you go to the C-suite and you lay out um, that we need these four or five technologies and initiatives, and, and so it doesn't have to be technology, it could be people processes as well too, um, without being able to succinctly explain which ones are the most important and why, uh, you're not going to get much traction. So making sure that you perform, you lead, you organize, you run a proper annual information security risk assessment within the organization to use that tool to communicate with the C-suite and the board of directors the initiatives that have the most priority. So now you've got two things in place. You're talking on their level, and then you're explaining why this is important, talking on their level. All right, when you are suggesting to do this annual report or any kind of ongoing tools that can keep the dialogue going. Mm -hmm. 
what's a surefire way that someone will check out? I know you use one example. They don't care about the giga stuff. Right. Anything else that you want to maybe stay away from that can just create noise and confusion? Well, you have a very limited window of time to talk. Think of the proverbial elevator speech. Um, there's, there's a short window of which you have the time to talk to the board of directors and to present your case. So you have to learn to be succinct, right on target, and, and get to the point. And uh, one of the things that I recommend to folks uh, in the CISO space and InfoSec in general, if you're moving up the chain to uh, the management and beyond level, the executive level, is to learn to become an effective speaker and listener. And the way that I accomplished that was spending several years with Toastmasters. I think Toastmasters is one of the most important uh, elements of a CISO's toolbox, if you will. It's taught me to be a more effective speaker, a more precise speaker, but I think most importantly, a more effective listener. And so then there's the second point, because um, inevitably, when you go to talk to the board of directors, they're going to come back with a couple of questions. And you have to be able to uh, uh, be, be prepared to um, answer those questions. I like to go in with a preset that I think that they're going to ask. Inevitably, somebody's going to ask, uh, how many attacks did we have? So, okay, I got some metrics. And then there's the ever-ambiguous one. That is, are we secure? Now, just a little side story on that. Uh, very early on one of, my first, one of my security jobs earlier in my career, the, um, the um, chairman of the board, or I think he was, excuse me, I think he was president of the company. Well, in any case, he was up He's there. He's up there, um, right. He asked me that question, he, and I'd been there for about a week and a half. He said, are we secure? And I said, yes, sir. And that was the worst answer I could have given because it, 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 I mean, it worked in the moment there, but I was nervous and I didn't really have the capability to give him an answer at that point, And I didn't want to say that. So a couple of days later, I went back to him and said, let me just qualify that answer. And from what I understand, we don't have any serious risks out there right now, but there are certainly things that we need to be working on. How did he respond when you went back to him like that? He actually um, was very complimentary. I mean, not in a um, patronizing sort of way, just that, uh, well, I understand that, and I kind of figured that, but I appreciate you coming back. With the, with the really unspoken message was, okay, you have the guts to come back in and clarify um, a statement that maybe wasn't correct. So I think that actually ended up as a win for me, got a little bit more respect out of that. I like it. Very good. So as we've got just a few minutes left, mm -hmm. Anything that's still on your mind, anything that's still on your heart as it relates to any of the topics we've been discussing today? Well, I, I still see in the industry a, a approach, a siloed approach to some elements of information security. So uh, there's the big group um, that's, that really pushes technology solutions um, not necessarily that they're claiming that a black box solution is out there and will exist, but that most of the focus is on that. And that's good and necessary. There's some great technology out there, um, UEBA and CASB and so forth, this, this next generation technology that can do wonderful things. But then there's another aspect, another silo of folks that will launch on the fact that awareness is the most important aspect of information security and that we have to make sure our front line, our first line of defense uh, is, is 
very much in play and up to snuff because that's where we get the phishing emails. That's where we get the uh, malware introductions. And that's also a very valid and, and important point of in, part of information security. But what I'd like to see more of a migration towards is this overall holistic approach. That element, this element, and so forth. Uh, the way that I try to explain it is using the uh, COSO three lines of defense model, and that's the first line of defense would be your operational personnel, IT is first line. Second line would be risk management, and that's where information security would fall, and then third line is audit. So think of everything that would apply in the risk management space about uh, analyzing controls, applying controls based on the business, and not necessarily just one set of controls, so not just technology, not just person awareness, not just uh, policy enhancement, but how it all mixes together. That's what's, I think, lacking still. Not totally lacking. I don't want to give a wrong, neg a negative impression uh, and an incorrect impression, but I think that that's where we're going to see more growth over the years, that overall integration um, for a holistic information security management. So it sounds like overall you're optimistic about the future. You're looking forward to seeing what's coming down the, the future. You're nodding your head yes. Yes, yes, I am very optimistic. Um, the one gap, obviously, um, that I still see out there and which we're, my organization is trying to fill is to provide that leadership for small and mid-sized businesses because the average, we've, we've, we being CISOs have priced ourselves out of the, out of the market for small and mid-sized businesses. The average uh, salary and compensation package last year, according to salary.com for a CISO, was about $260,000. And, and you're not going to see many small and mid-sized businesses lay out, and, and lay out those funds, and nor do they have to, so, um, because they don't need someone full-time. So I'm also seeing that where you're seeing the evolution of the virtual CISO um, more so. I'm seeing a negative with that, where some services touted as virtual CISO really are uh, more of an information security manager analyst service. But I'm also seeing growth on the other side where qualified CISOs are wanting to go out and do this either part-time or they're migrating like I did into a full-time, um, well, for me, it's a mission and a calling. Well, Greg, thank you so much for taking the time. We're looking forward to this whole day of activities. Absolutely. And I'm glad you could lead the way with our first interview. So how can someone connect with you? Um, website is vcisoservices.com, V-C-I-S-O services.com. Twitter is uh, newtnoise, N-E-W-T-N-O-I-S-E. -E. And email is greg.shafer, S-E-H-A-F-F-E-R, at vcsoservices.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it.